Hey, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone. I'm Dustin Kane. On me with on with me is Chris Gramlich. How you doing, Chris? Good, Dustin. Good to be back with you. Absolutely. Excited to talk today. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are uh, again. We're going live on Facebook while we're recording this uh, podcast. So if you're on Facebook right now, you'll be able to see us as we have our conversation. Uh, and today's topic, we're going to be talking about if you're starting your Amazon journey right now, why you should do some sort of arbitrage, whether it's retail arbitrage or online arbitrage, initially in, in the beginning, just to get your feet wet with how the FBA system works. Uh, that's something that both Chris and I did when we started. Uh, so we're just gonna dive into a little bit about what retail and online arbitrage are, as well as some, some drop shipping you can do as well and why it's important to do that, and then why you want to quickly get out of that and get into private label. Uh, but I'm excited about this topic, Chris, because this brings me back to uh, the beginning days of my journey uh, when when I was starting and, and getting my feet wet. Um, this, so. is, this, is a, this is a good path to go down. Like, uh, you know, we would go to Target, go to Walmart, and whatever my wife would go somewhere else i'm like i'm gonna go check the clearance item real quick yeah like what are you going there for i'm like i gotta go see what's going on down that aisle <laughs> and she'd be like okay and i come back with like some of these knickknack toys and like some weird little like garden gnomes and stuff mm -hmm. and uh she's like what are we gonna do with these I'm like oh well, I'm, I'm gonna try to flip my amazon <laughs> so and that's how i like that i I think that's the way to like start. Mm -hmm. um, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but like that's retail arbitrage. Like you could download apps out there's apps out there where mm -hmm. you could just get the seller app mm -hmm. um, and just see how much the item sells for on Amazon, see how much it is in clearance, and if there's profit to be made, scoop up whatever you can and and just relist them Absolutely. Uh, back on Amazon. Absolutely. It, it, it is extremely simple. Um, I mean, you're buying low and selling high. And there are a ton of apps out there. Uh, if anybody's looking to, I've got a list here of some apps. You've got Scoutify app, Profit Bandit, Scan Power, FBA Scan. Those are the, the big ones out there. And essentially what you're able to do, and just to dive in a little bit more about retail arbitrage is you're you can download one of these apps walk into a store i i did a lot at cvs and walgreens uh back when i started they always had like as seen on tv uh products super discounted they were clearing them out especially like in january or something right after christmas and uh so i would you could go in there and you could scan them with these apps and it will show you how much difference it is in price on Amazon and then include all the fees as well and show you if it would be profitable for you to buy it and then send it in and sell it on Amazon. So just like you, I would, my, my wife and I, we would take trips out and go to hit about four or five big box stores, go straight to the clearance <laughs> section, scan them. I'd come home with just loads of stuff. Um, and then we can, we can talk later about why this is so important to do this. Um, one is I, I mentioned in the last episode that I started my private label business with about $500. Probably three or $400 of that came from my initial retail arbitrage. So I almost funded 
my my initial launch doing this. So it's a win-win. You learn more about it, and then uh, you also can possibly have some capital. Um, so Chris, when what's the benefit of doing retail arbitrage when you know you're going to pivot and you're going to do private label? Like, what what do you learn through that process that's invaluable when you're doing it at scale at, on the private label side? Yeah, the, that's a great question. The, the thing that you're going to get most out of it is uh, the process it takes, the process you need to do to ship items to FBA. If you're the one, if you're the one shipping items to FBA, uh, this is a way to learn that. And after a couple trips of, or after a couple times of doing this, where you create shipments and you're shipping items in, you'll get the hang of it very quickly because it's it's rinse and repeat. You mm -hmm. do one shipment and Amazon tells you where to ship it. You slap a label on a box, drop it off at UPS, and just keep constantly doing it over and over again. So that's like the easiest thing you're going to get from it. Um, other than that, uh, you're going to learn how to source uh, sourcing products, looking at margin. You're going to see all the FBA fees that Amazon charges. Um, I I personally like to just do the private label game, uh, but there are multiple sellers out there, lots of sellers out there that do both retail arbitrage and online arbitrage, which we'll touch on uh, here shortly, that are killing it. Like they have followings, they have Instagram followings, they they go to Ross, they go to TJ Maxx, they go to the Targets, and that's what they do mm -hmm. on a daily basis, and they just flip stuff constantly. So it's all what you want to spend your time doing. Mm -hmm. um, I personally just like to create a product, create a listing, get the inventory and ship it out. Some people like to just turn and burn. Mm -hmm. um, so either model works, but you're going to make some capital. You're going to make some money. Um, and then you just rinse and repeat and reinvest in inventory. Yeah. It's uh, retail arbitrage is for sure a job. Um, mm -hmm. the, I mean, I think both you and I got into uh, the Amazon world and private label business mostly because of the appeal of passive income. I mean, when, when we launch a, a private label, um, we're able to order thousands and thousands of units, have it shipped directly to Amazon, and then essentially sit back and watch the sales come in. I mean, obviously there's more work than that, but you're not physically having to go to the stores, get all the, pro touch every product, ship it in. Um, to, to scale that model, the retail arbitrage model, would just take a lot of work and potentially, um, you know, people working for you. Um, in that model. Uh, so w I think both of us realized real quick when we we're doing it, look, this is not what we want to do long term. Mm -hmm. But I learned so many things doing retail arbitrage that helped me. Um, like when I, when you first get, let's say you go to the store and you get 20 products and then you come home and you input all those products into Amazon and then it gives you the sheet of labels you've got to print and then actually stick on over the barcode of all oh, the products. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. You know, you have to print it, ship, stick them on, then you got to put them all in the cartons and then you find out that Amazon actually wants you to have these six in a certain carton and the other ones in a different carton going to a yeah. different FBA. You got to unpack the box. There's so many things that you learn through the process that when you go to private label and you go to scale, I was able to, on my first order of private label, actually have my manufacturer put the barcodes for me on my products. If I hadn't done the retail arbitrage method, 
I would have probably had a thousand units shipped to my house with no labels yeah. on. And then yeah. I would have had to, and you learned it. You learned it right there. Like that's learned, what you learned. That's learned yeah. that, and that was invaluable. And even me telling somebody right now, like on this podcast, that that's what you should do. That you need to make sure your manufacturer puts the labels on, et cetera, et cetera. You still don't quite understand it unless you've done it. It's. Mm-hmm. I still think everyone should start uh, with some sort of retail arbitrage to get it to get it going. Now, what's the you hear these terms all the time, retail arbitrage and online arbitrage. What's what's the difference between the two? The main is just you're doing the same type of concept, but you're just doing it online. Like, so you're you're going to websites other than Amazon and trying to find or looking to find products that are selling for less on those platforms. And there's two different theories here. You could either, um, and, and one's probably not the the one I would do, but um, you could just drop ship it from that supplier or that website you found. Um, I would be careful with that. Mm-hmm. But the other one I would do is probably just order it from that website and then just uh, send it back into Amazon FBA and just list it at a higher price. But that's online arbitrage. Mm-hmm. You can cover more space, obviously, or you can cover more products. And there's tools out there that can help with that. Uh, one that comes to mind is called Tactical Arbitrage. Dustin and I are not affiliated with any of these tools. We're no. just mentioning them. Um, those are tools that you can you can get and they will scan multiple websites you can put parameters in there and they will uh kind of give you back a list of products that are lower on other sites than they are on amazon and you just buy those products off those sites come to your house sticker them you're gonna put labels on them um and then ship them back into uh fba so that's online i've done both mm-hmm. i still do a little bit of retail just just to kind of play around I hate going to targets and I hate going to all these stores. So when I have to go or I'm told to go, <laughs> uh, I, I find myself looking at the clearance aisles or on the ends of the clearance uh, aisle um, just to kind of make the time go by. Cause it's, it's fun. And sometimes you find something that's like, ah, oh, that's a, that's a good steal there. But um, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's not something I would scale up personally. You can do that, but um I think the better play is creating a brand, doing doing um, private label. Absolutely. I mean, and the ones that scale, they end up, you know, basically buying, you know, overstock trailer loads. You know, mm-hmm. when Target clears it out and they're selling a semi truck full of stuff, and you can yeah, you can do it. that. Yeah, absolutely, you can do it. Uh, you're you're gonna have to label them. You're gonna have to just do a lot of bulk file uploads to Amazon. Um, and yeah, absolutely. You can for sure do that method. Um, but for the purposes of what we're talking here, I mean, it, you're doing this so that you can move on to the next step so that you can yeah. learn. Uh, you'll find out real quick just about the different categories, about um, listings. Like this is one thing we didn't talk about. That one thing with retail arbitrage or online arbitrage is you don't have to create any listings on Amazon. Right. You are listing your product on the listing that already exists because most likely that product has already been sold on Amazon. So there's something there and you can start to see the different quality of listings um, and what, what works and what doesn't work, et cetera. You also learn a lot about the buy box, uh, which typically is not something that you're concerned about in the private label, but the buy box is where if there's multiple sellers on a listing. uh, So I buy, you know, 
whatever, uh, Disney Frozen DVD, and I want to sell it on that listing. And then there's, you know, 500 sellers of on there. A Amazon will rotate who gets that buy box. And typically it's based on price. So you can get burned on retail arbitrage where you buy a product and it, when you bought it, it was lower priced than on Amazon. And then by the time it gets in there, uh, all there's a whole bunch of people that are selling it and the price has dropped to what below what you bought it. So you can lose. Um, certainly it's happened to me. I mean, that when you have a clearance, a lot of times at a store, a lot of times that clearance is across the board. Everyone's have you ever been, uh, you ever been like gated or you need permission or have you ever had an experience where you get like a trademark infringement? Have you ever, has that ever happened to you with some of these items? Not, not on the retail arbitrage I've done. I, I never ran into that. Um, you know, I, have you had that happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. Um, <laughs> you, you buy an item and next thing you know, it's gated or you have to have approval to get it to sell that item. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done that where I bought an item thinking I would be able to sell it. And you've come to find out that it it's needing approval from the brand. Um, I've also done where, I found an item um, at a thrift store and listed it. And there was only one other seller or maybe two other sellers, but there was a reason there was only that many sellers because that brand was then filing infringement claims. Once they saw you hijack the listing, quote unquote, right. You would get an infringement claim from Amazon. So there's things you gotta be careful about. Like if there's only one or two sellers and the thing is selling like crazy, there's a reason there's not other sellers on that listing. Right. Like, that, that brand or that whoever owns that listing, whoever created that listing is watching it like crazy and they're kicking people off left and right. So that right. can make your account in jeopardy. Yeah. Um, that's, and then that's the knowledge you want to make, yeah, you want to make sure you're approved too. like scan the item, scan the UPC code and make sure it's something that you actually can sell. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are, if you can't sell it, you have to pivot, throw it on, e throw it up on eBay, marketplace on Facebook, something, but just, Gotta get rid of it somewhere. Absolutely, uh, and you mentioned also drop shipping as a strategy, and uh, so essentially, that is a little bit more risky. Uh, but you can avoid shelling out the money up front. So you could right. create a listing, or you could, if you find something, let's say on Walmart.com that is selling for cheaper than it is on Amazon, you could go to Amazon and list it as uh, for sale by merchant. And then if you get an order, then you can go directly to Am to Walmart, place the order with the money you just got from Amazon and have it shipped to the customer. Um, so that there's a lot of people that do this model as well. There's a lot of dangers in that though, in terms of, um, you know, how would you feel as a customer if you bought something on Amazon and then you get it in a Walmart box with a receipt for a lot cheaper than what you paid? <laughs> you might yeah. be leaving some bad feedback uh, on that. So there's ways to do around that as well. A lot of people will order on Walmart, um, as a gift, uh, like a gift option where there's no receipt, uh, there's a gift receipt put in there instead of, instead of that. But, um, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. Also, I wouldn't recommend that just because that doesn't get you the training in terms of labeling and shipping things in yourself to Amazon. But those are strategies for, learning how to sell on Amazon as, at the same time as potentially building a little capital to start your business. Um, 
Uh, yep. I'm certainly glad that I did it. Uh, I would highly recommend uh, everyone else to do that as well. Yeah, I think that's good, man. I think we touched pretty much on everything. I mean, I think it's pretty clear what the mm -hmm. differences are. Yep. They, uh, they both can help you raise some capital and then you just turn that capital and invest it in a product that you find on Amazon and just continue to learn how to do this FBA private label build a brand process it's mm -hmm. it's uh it's going to take time this is not a quick rich thing a lot of people get this mistaken for that this is a long-term play and doing things like retail arbitrage online arbitrage is just helping you learn how to do fba private label uh in the long run absolutely yeah now if you guys are out there and, and you are currently selling private label on amazon uh, both Chris and I uh, work for Solozo, Solo, and we will mention this um, on, on every episode that we're, we're account executives at Solozo, and Solozo is a tool that helps automate your and optimize your advertising on Amazon. So Amazon has pay-per-click advertising as a big part of their platform, and our tool will help optimize your ads on Amazon. Uh, so if you'd like to talk to Chris or I about um, anything Amazon or how Solozo could potentially help your business. We'd love to talk to you. Also, we have a deal for anybody out there who'd like to go ahead and get started with Solozo. Um, we have 20% off of your first month uh, after a 14-day free trial for Solozo, and you can use code PODCAST20 to get that discount. So it's 20% off your first month and a 14-day free trial. The discount code is podcast 20. So just head on over to solozo.com if you're looking to sign up and get going. Chris, that was fun. And I look forward to on future episodes, just really diving in now to just all the nuances and all the strategies involved in, in selling on Amazon. Uh, I'm excited to learn, learn from you, learn from guests that we sure. have on there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. You guys listening, go check us out on Facebook. Uh, follow Solozo, S-E-L-L. O Z O mm -hmm. follow us on Facebook. Uh, we'll take Q and a live Q and a. So if you hop on there and you need a question answered, we'll, we'll just add this right on in. So, uh, don't hesitate. Uh, I, I promise you, you'll get some value. Absolutely. You'll find us everywhere. We're all over the place. We're on LinkedIn, <laughs> YouTube, everywhere. So, so hit us up anywhere. Uh, but again, um, I'm excited for this journey for us and this podcast journey and for what we're going to be talking about in future episodes. So everyone out there, have a great day. Uh, if you haven't already done something to move the needle on your business, uh, get out there, go to a store right now, yeah. buy something and sell it on Amazon. You will not be sorry. That'll be the first step in yep. your journey. And uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, grow your business. Chris, have a great day, man. And uh, we'll be back at this again probably tomorrow. Bye tomorrow. Yeah. See you, man. See ya.